Well, I got a little story that I want you to know. Oh, oh. I'm gonna make that shit up as I go. Oh, oh. I'm gonna start with a little bitty kernel of truth, but then it's gonna turn nutty like a baby root. So take it with some salt and a grain of sand. Have a fried banana sandwich and listen to Elvis Ain't. Elvis Ain't. Do you, do you want to do your crinkling again? Should we just yeah, get ready for the campfire. Campfire. Re- rehearse the whole improv. I'm Garrison Killer. <laughs> Apparently I'm on fire. So this is a different episode <laughs> that we're re-recording because most of us were muted. Welcome to Mic Check. <laughs> Talking about Elvis Gerbach. He, uh, he took over the Kansas City Chiefs after Joe Montana retired. Well, went, to, went to what school? LaSalle. Nope. I guess. No, that's no, a good guess. Montclair. Nope. Villanova. <laughs> Which one has uh, full eyes and <clears throat> wide hearts? That's not it. Oh, Perriman. Perryman. Is, per- per- is that the Friday Night Perriman? Lights? Perriman? Yeah. What oh. is it? Friday Night Lights. I don't, full hearts. Per- and per- full hearts. Friday Night Lights. minds can't lose something. <laughs> full hearts. Willing minds. Can't lose. No, no eyes. Something eyes. Clear eyes. Clear eyes. Full, full eyes. eyes. Idle hearts. <clears throat> Idle hearts. Devil's Playground. <laughs> Yes. Uh, can't lose. Empty yeah. colons, wagons rolling. Michigan. Oh. I was not going to guess that. I was going to just Chester High. But. So this is a little bit different <laughs> than our normal podcast. Yeah, if you haven't shut the fucking thing off by now. <laughs> is I'm this on recording? Yet. Are we still <laughs> we're on? Keep in mind, I'll still edit a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is going to be a little bit different because there's no monologue started <laughs> off. Instead, uh, everybody's out of character, just kind of talking, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. I just quickly wanted to have everybody go around, introduce themselves, and say, I guess, a couple of the people that you've played throughout the uh, two seasons of Elvis End. Uh, the name is Matt Casarino, and I'm the uh, music director in that I am the only person making music. I wrote the theme song and uh, other little musicy things, inspired by everybody else who also has provided music. All music. You've done all the music. Have I done all the music? Everything except for the stuff I've stolen. Except there. for the things that people have created, the songs that people have created on the spot. So who have you played, Matt? Well, I've also played uh, um, the, the wacky, lovable Dr. Nick and the wackier, lovable uh, Ricky Stanley. Paul Stanley's little Paul brother. Stanley's little, yeah. And uh, also an upcoming uh, character. I don't know if you want to give away yeah, yeah, who it was. Yeah? Oh, all right. So it's a famous person. It's Mr. Carl Perkins. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you both. Right. Yeah, I kind of thought someone would clap for that. No, no, it's really not that interesting. <laughs> no, no, you can just go ahead. It's put Carl Burke. We'll yeah. Hey, I'm Adam Wahlberg, and uh, I play. Uh, well, I play Marty. Marty is a member of the Memphis Mafia, and I also play um, Elvis's ever faithful, ever matronly uh, Mavis slash Mabel, depending on which episode you were <laughs> you were listening to. Um, she enjoys um, making breakfast. And sassing off. But she will not be sassed off, too. But she will not be sassed off, too. I, she might have gotten fired or killed. I'm not, not sure exactly. <laughs> she got punched in the asshole. Yeah, she did. That was a threat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough. <laughs> but she's durable. She is a durable. She's, ro- she's rock right. hard. Rock hard. And uh, I also played Nixon. Yeah. And, and, and I believe he was also punched in the asshole. That would explain Henry, why. Henry, get over here and punch me in the asshole. <laughs> this is Steve Roney. Uh, I play Vernon, General Store, the pilot, Priscilla's dad. Whose name we can't remember. Whose name we can't remember. Can't remember his name. He was French. And uh, the we've woman. Op- we've the, opted to do no research today. <laughs> and the woman behind the counter who says. Next, I'm Jim McCabe. I play uh, the Colonel and um, Elvis's lovely mother. And both Jim and Adam have played different iterations of iteration. That sounds yeah, yeah. fantastic word. Incarnations. Ooh, even better. Someone else hit me with a third. Interpretations. Incarceration. Versions. I've been incarcerated as Priscilla. (laughs) I am uh, Lou Indolini. Try it again without clearing your throat. Right into the microphone. (laughs) I'll do it. I'm Lou in the lead. That's better. Yeah. Hi, Lou. 
I'm Lou Indolini. I play the uh, the undefined dual role of Sunny and Red West. Also, Lady Man Nurse. Other random voices from the crowds, as you may hear. You may have heard me be Cheeseburger at once as well, too. Hamburger. <laughs> but you did call him Cheeseburger. Uh, I am Kevin Reagan. Um, I play Lamar Fike, who was nothing like the way I portray him. Uh, he was actually a svelte fella. That somewhere along the way we decided he was a fat guy. He also has a very nice southern calm voice, and that's totally not how I played him. Again, no research, no research. whatsoever. <laughs> I do an impression of Bing Crosby. I attempt to pass off as Robert Goulet. You will hear me as Jerry Lee Lewis, which is again me just ripping off Dennis Quaid. And I guess some other the people. The Cos. Along. Oh, Cos. And Bill we've Cosby. all been Cos. Yeah, yeah, I think at some point. Uh, my name is Brendan Carr. I play Elvis for the most part. Sometimes he morphs into Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he sounds like Dean Martin. I played old Jerry Lewis with the throat lozenge thing going. Played Leon Redbone. I... <laughs> played Elvis suffering from Leon Redboning. I played a cop who was in Memphis but sounded like he was from the Bronx for some reason. <laughs> and uh, various other like secondary, third, tertiary characters. And then the one person who is not here right now, it's the only person who's been on the podcast that is not present, is Jill Knapp. You hear her in the Kit episode on various jingles as well. You'll recognize her as the only person doing a women's voice who is a woman. That's true. <laughs> That's a little trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, the way the episodes work, if this is the first time you're ever listening, what a weird episode to listen right, to. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. But we start with a monologue that Brendan has written. Um, Brendan is kind of the... Uh, what would you call it? Elvis Guru? archaeologist of... Yeah, and that's mm. why it's so uh, historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that not right? I don't anthropologist. Think, I don't think, that's don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> the anthropologist. Uh, the Elvis enthusiast. Brendan is a huge Elvis fan. He and I talked about this years and years ago. So he writes these monologues, and then everybody improvises off of the monologue. The episodes are 100% improvised, and then we cut out about an hour or about 95% of uh, stuff of what happens goes out of the cutting room floor yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot gets cut out so Kevin why the Elvis and podcast I find everybody in this room hilarious I wanted to find a vehicle for them uh, when Brendan and I were doing a show called the clink which Matt was in Jim was in yeah that was somebody in that you were Vec. Yeah, it was oh, great Vec. Yes. yes. Anytime we would write, Brendan would always regale us with these weird tales of Elvis Presley, and I was fascinated. And we were doing another podcast at the time called You've Got Geek. Actually, it's probably You've Got Geek on you at the time. Yeah, it was. And uh, I just wanted to do an Elvis episode so bad where we would talk about how goofy Elvis is. And, and I love Elvis Presley, but at the same time, holy crap, how weird. And it never came to pass, and I'm glad it didn't because it would have been a one and done. And then instead, we started doing this. And I, you know, I asked each of you guys to come out and do stuff, and I was just amazed that one, any of you would say yes, and then two, that any of you you would come back the second time. <laughs> but, yeah, um, we're idiots. <laughs> You're well, amazed. It's all on you guys. So. Yeah. I'm curious to know what people knew about Elvis before we started doing this, though. I came back every week to find out more about Elvis. The name, the Memphis Mafia, I'd never heard it before. I just knew there was a guy named Elvis, and he was super popular, and he died on the shitter. No, I think two. that's his entire Wikipedia page. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very quick. I didn't know a lot of intricacies. And so getting to hear, and then immediately after the first couple of podcast recordings, I started reading excerpts of that book because mm. I'm like, oh, this is, this is fascinating. Yeah. I, didn't knew, I knew none of this. And now I want to know all of it. If you want to read a, an incredible book, sort of an oral history of the Memphis Mafia, get it. It's called Elvis and the Memphis Mafia. Um, Alana Nash, I believe, wrote it. Right. And it is terrific. Yeah, a lot of the stories that uh, Brendan draws from are from that book. She wrote it, but she took stories from so many different people. There are so many different voices that go into it. Yeah. Uh, Sonny and Red West wrote a book together. Uh, Dr. Nick wrote a book. These people all kept the confidence to a point and then they were like Elvis was gone the meal ticket was gone and they wanted to cash in on it and all these weird stories started coming out but they would be corroborated by other sources so it was like they're weird stories but we kind of accepted them as truths because more than one source has said yeah this is exactly what happened Elvis stopped a plane because 
there was naked pictures of his wife were on that plane or <laughs> Elvis took a plane to get a sandwich at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. He just oh, flew yeah. halfway across the country. Like, these are all true stories yeah. as far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know. And the, the cool thing about that, that book, the Elvis and the Memphis Mafia, it's not uncommon to be reading it and one Memphis Mafia member will tell you a story from their point of view and then the next paragraph, which is, you know, another Mafian about to tell you, we'll begin the sentence with, uh, that's a load of shit. That's yeah. not how it went down. This is how it went down. Yeah, and it gets so, worse. Which is great. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's oh, like... he soft soaped that thing. You yeah. know, like, and every once in a while, somebody who's recounting a tale will sort of lessen their role in it, too. Kind of nice. Have you ever done a monologue and really not been sure of how factual it is? Or are you pretty sure every time you do the monologue, this is this how it went down? <laughs> it's as factual. <laughs> As factual can be coming from third parties. And every once in a while, I do fuck something up. But I remember uh, listening to the episode where Elvis meets Hank Snow uh, when he's about to sign with the colonel. And I attribute a song to Hank Snow that Hank Snow did not sing. It was Hank Lachlan. Yeah. So stuff like that. That's okay, because you also (laughs) attribute a song to Elvis that Elvis never sung. Because I had Matt record the song, and we could not... Right. Do you remember God, the name of it? I don't remember the name of it, though. Um, shit, I forget the name uh, of it, too. What's your dad? Uh, shoot. Yeah, I, I, here's oh, no, here's wait, what wait, I have wait, in my head. Wait, Oogly wait, Boogly. But I know that's not yeah, the name. Bama, like Bama that. Lama Bama Lou? That's yeah, the one. That's really? Bama Lama Bama Lou. Yeah, that was a I'm little, little sure Richard. I'm sure he didn't. I just <laughs> got it out. <laughs> It was, but, but I will say, Elvis Costello did record a version of that on his Kojak Variety. I know he did, because I kept finding that when yes. I was trying to find the source for Matt. <laughs> and I, then I found Little Richard, and that's the version I wanted. It's because it comes out of, the, you know, he's playing live, mm-hmm. and uh, Elvis is talking to the band. And he says, uh, so uh, what are we going to play? Bamaloo? <laughs> and in my mind, when you said it while we're recording, I'm thinking, yeah, fuck yeah, Matt's going to record that one. And then I was like... Elvis never played this fucking song. No, I'm sure he didn't. I'm just fucking around because the band prize would have been like, well, I don't, I don't know that song. We never played that song before. You crazy loon. I'm just yeah, gonna sit not- here. I'm gonna just whatever he says. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna calmly play the chords. I think I know, and I'm just gonna let him. Uh, there have been times that we're in the middle of a sketch. And uh, I'm thinking in my head, I'm looking around the room and I'm going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like, how are we going to get out of this one? And yeah, we always did. So and I have no idea where anything is going yeah, at any time. Yeah, because Jim will go, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> and then I'm like, I have to edit that out. <laughs> I got to say, as a, as because a, I was only a listener for uh, the yeah. first season of it. I only joined in season. Listening to every episode, it sounded incredibly linear. Like... Even if you guys weren't sure where the hell it was going, it was still going somewhere. It's the a magic of editing. Yeah, I, maybe. I'm so, never sure where it's going. <laughs> really? No. Oh my god. Because I'm used to comedy sports and wrapping things up in three quick minutes. Little. Yeah, but that's not true. I've seen you do long form. I still want to wrap it up. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much when I get on stage, I want to wrap it up. <laughs> Hey everybody! Good night, yeah, good night everybody. I, I never. Beer was not going to drink itself. That's I good. never feel like that with you because I always feel like you find the game so freaking fast in any no. sketch that we're in. Sounds like he's developing the game so everybody can get onto it real fast. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless that's what he's saying, he's like, "You guys don't get on," and I'm like, "Well, they missed that stop. <laughs> Next." <laughs> now, when we did the Gladys episode, yes, did we do the Peter part? I don't remember. My Peter. My, oh, my, my Peter. Did we do that or no? I don't know. Which, if you don't know the story, it's yeah. he was a young kid and his mom and his aunt were jumping around in their, oh, in their underwear on a hot day and he got a bone. <laughs> How old was he? It was like four or five. Which is hilarious uh, to me. Be, wait, uh, can you get a boner when you're four or five? And apparently, <laughs> King of Rock and It might be in that book. It's in one of the yeah. goddamn books. I read it. He yeah. says, Mama. My Peter. <laughs> which, wait, which, in, that, in that voice exactly. Yes, that, that, yes. that's where your old Elvis had that voice. And that's Elvis when he became a man. sounded like okay. that. For a guy who was very, like, you know, uh, painted himself as a very, you know, God-fearing, God-loving yeah. man, he did he did blaspheme an awful lot. <laughs> oh, God yeah. damn it, man. Did he do that? Did he did do you? that? Yeah. No, he did that. Yeah. There's, he did. Like, there's, like, on stage where he's like, yeah. God damn it, honey. Yeah. There's Shake a, that shit there, around. There's a documentary. <laughs> it's in the late 70s, and they're in the back of a limo, 
And he's talking about eating beaver. I think it's in the documentary This Is Elvis, but it was shot during the Elvis in Concert documentary in the okay. early 70s. And they're talking about the, the rocket launch, because I think they were in Florida. And I think it's Marty Lacker, actually, has a funny joke. He goes, launch, I had launch yesterday, or something like that. Somebody says, King, did you see it? And he goes, oh, man, I had my face buried in a beaver. Yeah, and then he turns, he's like, hey, is that thing recording? <laughs> and that's where, that's where, what a friend we have in Jesus comes from. Because he starts singing that. <laughs> to cover it up. He's like, what a friend. Because that's how you cover up a mistake yeah. like that. Start, you know. One thing that keeps sticking in my head that I can't get even the image, I don't even know what it looks like, but I have an idea. Elvis had like a mangled penis or something? What was going that's, on? Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I knew about Elvis before we started. Going back to like, what did you know about Elvis before For real? we started all this? I was like, I knew that he had a fucked up circumcision. circumcision yeah. Each other. Wait, oh, how I did can... you know this though? Uh, I Did I, I tell you this? Some party or something? I'm not sure. It was on yeah. that uh, show on E, Celebrity Dick Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a throwback episode. No, that makes me laugh because it's because <laughs> all I can think of is oh, I didn't know any of his music. I didn't know he sang like Heartbreak Hotel or anything. I just knew he had a it? fucked up dick. The thought going through my head after we started like doing the, the episodes was like, oh man, that's that's this rabbit hole goes so much deeper than a mangled penis. Like, <laughs> think about this. That penis is the penis. It's like the holy grail of penises. Yep. Like Elvis Presley, like the first superstar. Attached to the swing in his hips, mm-hmm. never to swing. And it, uh, such a good looking guy. Yes. Do you not know this? No, <laughs> I didn't know this. I don't want to know any of this. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean how mangled this. can it be? I mean, what? To the point where when he would try to have sex, I heard that he would bleed. Which is why I knew there was, which, I knew there was trouble. I didn't know. Yeah, that which that is why like you would bleeding. think, like, oh man, he had, you know, so much sex. And in reality, he didn't. He had a lot of women, but he did other crazy he shit. Distracted them. them. Because... They would do it with each other. I always think yeah. of that scene of American Psycho where he's like, don't just stare at it, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like the cotton panties thing. Yeah. Like, I just want to see you jump around in panties. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? How much gauze does he have to wrap around his section if he's wearing his tight white pants? Yeah, man. Like, there's oh, no, man, like, yeah. who's the gauze guy in the mafia? <laughs> Who was on mummy duty? Do you think it's in there? Do you think it's in? Call my dick Boris Karloff now. Wrap him up. Do you think it was in the rider? Like the gauze claws? The gauze claws. Like like the club had to provide a gauze guy. Yeah. How was that? Hey, Marty. Marty, <laughs> please tell me that you brought the gauze. Oh, I, oh, I thought it was in the kit. Look, we don't have any goddamn gauze in the kit. I head down to the drugs, the druggist to oh, get some. That's going to take too long. Did you see him in them tight white pants? He's coming off stage right now. Goddamn, I'm in these tight white pants, and I'm coming off stage right now. Man, you were right. Oh, goddamn. You King. are a soothsayer. King, well, did you give one of your capes away, or could we use that as a kind of a sash? King, you know when a, a woman is going through uh, Shark Week? I don't know what Shark Week is, going, man. That's 1973. Uh, well, you'll, you'll never find out. <laughs> well, hold on a second. They had sharks, and they had weeks. I yeah, think but you did you ever the... see someone, man? Goddamn, everybody be like, it's Shark Week. But, you know, she's, she's going through her moon phase, and she has to put like a... A thing around her waist to cover up the, um... Yeah, her dirty times. Her dirty pillows? Like that movie Carrie? <laughs> a little bit further down. King, we're pretty sure you're going through your womanly times. Womanly times, is that like that magazine, The Gloria Steinem, right? Is that what you're talking about, womanly times? Do you not see how red that is? Sonny Red, come here. Guys, don't let him look at his dick yet. We picked up all the stuff we need. We got five cotton balls. Five cotton balls. Mm-hmm. We got a snow cone with no flavor on it yet. Snow cone. Flavorless. <laughs> Wait, I couldn't over here. Yeah, snow cone. Did you make that in a Snoopy snow cone machine? <laughs> I love that little guy. He's great. Do you remember when Snoopy would uh, fight that uh, World War One flyer? Yeah, the Red Baron. Yeah, look down. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> he should have gone through a red phase like well, here's, here's my Eddie thing. Murphy and Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, allowed my sense now. Yeah, they should have put a lot of like finger cots in the kit or something. You know, like for. Dishwashing in for when Elvis's dick bleeds. <laughs> Here's my thing about Elvis's Wait, Elvis's yeah. dick bleeds. I was gonna say that sounds like a Prince song. When Elvis's dick bleeds, <laughs> this is That's what it looks like. <laughs> this is what happens when doves cry, man. We've... Here's my thing about his dick. Let's get back to his dick oh, yeah. for a second. 
I thought we were done. <laughs> he my made bad. enough money an and he was surrounded by enough people that you think somebody would have said, go get your dick fixed. Well, that's... Well, no, no, that's... that's <laughs> did, the, did anybody in the mafia know that they he probably had, hit it? Oh, yeah. I, right? I don't... I, did, did they know? I think so. I mean, like... It was... The thing is, when I read about this, they even said it was something that could have easily been fixed yeah. even then. But... He's like a southern gentleman. Like I mean, like that's you don't talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'll show my dick to the doctor. <laughs> if Doctor Nick saw it, I think he would have been like, "Hey, we can take care of this." No, yeah, you, you don't need to take care of this. Let's <laughs> get my staple gun and. Uh... <laughs> he does. I, let, I, let's see the alternate universe where Elvis's dick was fixed. <laughs> Everybody, I'm normal. <laughs> we did have somebody reach oh, out yeah. to us, our Twitter account, um, okay. who Kevin, uh, Dr. Nick passed away earlier this year, right. um, early 2016. Which, real quickly, we had already, Brendan and I had gone back and forth and kind of talked about the episodes we wanted to do in season two, and Dr. Nick was not no. on at all, and then when he passed away, we were like, oh, we got holy shit, something. we haven't done Dr. Nick. Yeah, so. we were like, well, strike while the iron's cold. You know? <laughs> well, oh, too soon? Anyway. Yeah, it's about right time. <laughs> you, you posted something around the time he died. I forget what the joke was. R.I.P. The P is for pills. Yeah, P is for pills. And somebody wrote to us on Twitter and was like, you guys don't know the true story of Dr. Nick. People have been spreading lies and all this shit and blah, 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 blah. So Kevin got in an exchange with him, which was very funny. Um, well, I did, but under the Elvis and Twitter. Yeah. So it was real easy so, to be like, yeah. make fun of the guy. But uh, the guy was like, you know, people have been spreading rumors about Dr. Nick. They don't know the true story and blah, 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 blah. So he says, Dr. Nick Defender is from the Memphis area. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we looked them up, and I would end every single tweet with "Thanks for listening" because I found that funny. Yeah, and finally, he was actually kind of cool about it. Yeah, know, he was because he said, uh, "I'll be honest with you, I've never listened to your podcast, and quite frankly, I'm not really an Elvis fan." And I was yeah. like, "But he's a Doctor Nick fan. Why is he defending?" Which is, guy? I think, when we decided, "Oh, we, yeah. oh, we got to do a Doctor Nick episode because we got to please this guy." Yeah, we'll tell him the true story. <laughs> <laughs> Although we took some serious liberty, I think we took more liberties with the Doctor Nick episode than any other episode. Yeah, he wasn't really Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about his oh, wife leaving him, him and no. oh, yeah, just kinda, oh yeah, yeah, that all. We justified why he moved into Graceland. Look, so nobody sues this. These are did. based on. Twice, thrice told tales. We, we're fine. We're covered. We're fine. Jim does a disclaimer at the beginning That's of the episode. True. We're fine. The Elvis and podcast is meant to be a parody of the rock and roll lifestyle and should not be taken seriously. Though the monologues are true accounts as told by some of Elvis's closest confidants, the scenes are improvised and completely fictional. In other words, if you use this information at your local quizzo, you'll not only lose, but likely be asked never to come back. Thanks, Jim. Welcome. <laughs> Saved our asses, Jim, once again. What about the colonel? He's fascinating. I think he's the most fascinating character besides yeah. Elvis. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. The guy, is, the guy is such a dick. All-time con. Yeah. But not just with Elvis. Like, if it was just Elvis, that would be unbelievable. But, like... He had like, a career. He did. He yeah. had Minnie Pearl. He had um, Hank Snow. He had these, like, confidants who yeah. believed in him. Yeah. He was did he just, take half from them, too? Or oh, was yeah. it just Elvis? He had 50, didn't he take 50% of... He took yeah. 50% from That's Elvis. Crazy. I don't know if he took 50 from everybody else. Snow? I think mm. he got close to 40. Okay. Wow. And Snow was like, fuck That's you. a better deal for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did he have... Elvis believing that he needed him. He like, had he really... Vernon believing yeah. that Elvis ah. needed him. And Elvis was a kid. He was just a kid, man. Yeah. He was yeah. poor. But the, the thing that hung over his head, the colonel swore you will always have a million dollars in the bank. This guy was worth, even then, probably close to a hundred million dollars, which is yeah. unheard of. That's crazy. Mike. But he would have a million dollars in the bank at any point. He could write a check for a million dollars. And if he wrote one, the colonel would make sure he had a million dollars. It's also why they kept him from spending his money yeah one of we, the craziest things about it too is when elvis got out of the army the world had kind of passed him by and if you look at like what was he in for two years was it two years mm-hmm. yeah and if you look at rock in the early 60s it's kind of stagnant you know it's before the beach boys it's before the british invasion it's when you've got guys like you know fucking bobby rydell we had like the girl groups but that was about yeah, it the, yeah, yeah absolutely so he comes back and it's kind of like meh, you're sort of passe we're into these guys goulet 
Goulet, exactly. Yeah, Goulet's, yeah. <laughs> and where he could have gone and earned a shitload of money where he was still... Overseas. You know, was overseas. Was Britain, was Germany, where he was stationed and all these things, where they were still, like, the British were still discovering that, that stuff. Yeah. He could have. <laughs> he could have been the first Hasselhoff. And yeah. what prevented him was <laughs> was the fact that uh, the colonel was an illegal alien. He was from Sweden, and he didn't want anybody to find out that he wasn't... He had, no he had so no passports, so he wouldn't be able to go overseas, but he had to keep a tight uh, yeah. chain on Elvis, so... Elvis was never, he never toured overseas. So they had so offers rich. like you wouldn't believe, and it would have been really lucrative. He just kept telling them, like, no, this is this is your home. You don't go over there. You the know? Colonel was Swedish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Did he have an accent? Yeah. Kind of. Really? Yes. It, was, it was like a very subtle, Jim, hook us up. Something like these? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just to kind of throw All in right. a, little, a little sweet. Yeah, you do like that. Elvis, now Sorry. listen here. And then uh, Lingenberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the other reasons why he didn't want anybody he to find out his someone. Was, yeah, he might have killed somebody. He wow. was apparently into some shady shit back there and jumped over to America basically to escape getting locked up. Uh, so he could not return, even if he had a passport. He wasn't could not return. Him. So he lived. Elvis owned a home in Hollywood, and the colonel lived there with his wife. His entire life. Yeah. So Elvis, who never used the home, couldn't sell it. It was the colonel's home. So beyond taking 50% from the guy, he took his he house. He took his house. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I live here now with yeah. my wife. Yeah. So what was his name then? It wasn't Tom Parker? Cornelius. Cornelius Vanderfoof or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I thought I knew Elvis. I thought I knew yep. stuff. Once he died, that's when that stuff started to come out. Like there were a few things here or there and he kind of quashed them. Yeah. Because he had yeah. the money to do it. But then once he died and people started digging into him, uh, into his past, they started realizing, oh, this guy, this guy wasn't just a thief as a manager. He had all this shady shit going on. The thing that really tells you all you need to know about Colonel Parker is once he came to America, his entertainment savviness came from doing the carnival circuit. Yeah, he was a barker. He was a barker. One of the first jobs he had in the carnival was the dancing chicken, which is basically a chicken on a hot plate under this little stage and if it turned the hot plate on then the chicken would jump around because <laughs> they were fucking getting burned oh. and something smells good over there <laughs> he referred to elvis constantly to other people as that's my dancing chicken wow like you know nice. and thought when he got into elvis like he had hank snow hank snow's career started to kind of go a little cold he saw elvis and said that's the next big thing Meaning, like, the next big thing for a year or two, and then he's done. Like, he's a fad, and then I'll move on to the next guy. Yeah. He had no idea Elvis was going to be... Which like, is amazing, because he could have been even bigger yes. if he was managed correctly. Ah! There's a cruise going out, and you could play. It's going out to international waters. Man, I don't have to take a lot of Dramamine, but uh, that sounds good, man. That's all right. We'll throw it in the kit. It's just one more pill. That's true, man. Wait, what color is Dramamine? Can I take that with one of those other colors? Well, the Dramamines are clear, and then they have to go next to the green ones. Now, don't mix the green ones with the yellow and the red. You can take a Dramamine and a yellow and a red, but not a green. Or you can take two yellows and a green, but not a red and a Dramamine. Man, let's just make this easier. Can you give me, like, a Dramamine suppository and just cram it up my asshole? Actually, they just make a patch. Goes behind your ear. Oh, not in your asshole? We have discussed this. Oh, my rear. Actually, I believe the patch goes on the inside of your rectum. Uh, last night, we put all the pills out, like a like a twister board, and oh. we all played with our fingers. And then, and then it was like, uh, right finger, green. And then anyway, at the end, if whatever pills your fingers were on, mm. you just pick them up and put them in your mouth. Or your asshole. That sounds like fun. That was the last guy. Yeah, you went to bed early, King. You shouldn't have. It was pretty good. What were we talking about originally? I think we're going on a cruise. Dr. Nick, you should come with us. Because well, we're I, never going to keep the regiment. I, I think Jack. I should, yes, or else you'll you'll be dead within four hours. Absolutely. I'll uh, bring the suitcase. Yeah, no, I'll do it. And, and you're talking about them patches. Let's do patches. The patches, I'm depending on you, son. You know, Ellen. Sunny Red? Got right it. after Bamaloo, I'm a Bamaloo. We're going to do that one. Write it down. I'm writing it down. Can we just get on a boat? Or do we need any, like, the proof that we live somewhere? I think we just walk on a boat and say, this is the king. Let's go out to international waters and let him play a song. I mean, we could check with the colonel. So, international waters, man. That means, like, nobody's got any sort of 
say over it. There's no law. And I'm the king, so I really could be a king. Like, I could crown myself. If we stay out there, there's no reason to come back. Fucking, I like that, man. Let's do it. Just stay out there. I'll call it Elvisvania or something like that. <laughs> can I come, son? You sure can, man, because no law, right? There's no law. I like this shit. But you're still yeah. my son. A lot of things can happen at sea. What happens at sea stays at sea, I think. Is that an expression? You know Colonel. We're thinking about going out to international waters, letting the king play. Yeah, and I'll make you a general. How's that sound? No boat, god damn it. Well, I guess that sorts that, huh? Well, there we have it. <laughs> Can I still come? How far out is international waters? <laughs> I think if you go out in the pool, you might be fine. Well, is Grace Randley like a sovereign state? Are we like the Vatican? I've been petitioning the Lord for that. Can we... <laughs> You hear anything back yet? <laughs> Not yet. You cannot petition the Lord with prayer. I think Jim Morrison told me that. <laughs> and international waters is three miles. Oh, oh someone's a merchant marine. <laughs> Ishmael waters. Most, most places. Ishmael. <laughs> international waters also sounds like a porn name. King, why you keep calling me Ishmael? Ishmael, call me Ishmael. That's why. Why you call me Shamu? Why you have such a mopey dick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you goddamn bitch! Oh, if you want to know what it's like to have a bleeding dick, and just I'm listen done. to that that's song it. Moby Dick by uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Moby Dick. John Bonham captured my pain with drums. Well, you do not want to be in the water with a bleeding dick and sharks around. Let me tell True. you. Shark Week? Oh, now you know what it is. <laughs> Elvis wanted to do serious films. He did a couple of the Elvis films, and then he was offered serious roles because directors are like, this guy's actually not bad. But what would happen is the colonel would jump in, get with the studio, and they would be like, you have to turn this into a musical or you have to put songs in and then we'll record them. And it was just like this like mess. And it was some of the worst music that he would yeah. record. He would record like three or four songs for each movie. And like some of them were decent. Most of them were like crap. So the colonel was just trying to crowbar in music. Absolutely. Yeah. To make, because that's yeah. where he kept seeing the money. And it was like, this guy could have been like, I don't know if he would have been a Brando, but he could have been like a big actor. So you're saying he thought that the soundtrack was just as important to get some hit singles out of the movie, that that was the whole point? It, that's movie. all it was. He was making the movie to sell a soundtrack. He owned a publishing company called Hill and Range Music, and he had a bunch of, like, hacky writers on his, you know, because he didn't want to pay anybody a lot of money. Even when we hacky a, writers a, work for free. a good movie, and somebody would say, like, okay, sure, we'll work music in. Like, we'll get, you know, Jimmy Van Heusen or Sammy Kahn mm -hmm. to write a song. And the colonel would object. And he'd be like, no, we're going to use this particular song from Hill and Range because he owned it and he also got the publishing on it. So that's why you got bullshit like Clambake. Yeah, Clambake's <laughs> the one I always Clambake's think of. Clambake's one. Yeah, because Clambake, then yeah. there's that fucking song in there, the the, the ripoff of Hive Hopes called uh, Confidence. Yeah. Which is... Oh, God. It's just awesome <laughs> and awful. You know what we don't do a lot of scene-wise <laughs> and I'd love to is on-set stuff. We did the one. Changing Habits. Was oh, that was the Goulet. The oh, yeah. <laughs> we did a studio session. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another Moore. character I played. What's his name, though? Scotty Moore. Scotty Moore. Yeah. Scotty Moore. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Which is great because Scotty Moore, on all accounts, was like this really pleasant, awesome guy. Yeah. Who, who I don't completely think, patient. Yeah, really patient. Also, didn't talk shit about Elvis. <laughs> like one of the few. I think he wrote a book, but it was like this is how cool Wait, it was to be. You mean like, this Scotty you know, Moore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah goddammit. And you made, you made Scotty Moore the most angry and impatient man in the world. Oh, but you were also the bass player. Who was the bass player? Uh, uh, Phil Floyd? No. My name's Floyd. No, Floyd. Oh, you no, were Floyd. Floyd. My name's Floyd. Hi, Floyd. You're fired. I, I remember a time when bass players knew their places. <laughs> One of my favorite lines of the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's another person we forgot you did, Sam Phillips, who was obsessed with painting floral patterns on his walls for some reason. <laughs> In our world. <clears throat> oh, that's right. And I was your, uh, I was your board man. Uh, Chip. And I think Chip. I called you Skip at one point, too. Mabel, Mavis, Skip, yep. Chip. I'm terrible at names. Brendan will go home after we're done recording, and he'll be talking to his wife, and she'll be like, I can tell you recorded all day because you're yeah. talking to Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Can't turn it off. Yeah. Now I'll come home, and we're just like sitting there, and like the cat will jump up, and I'm like, hey, man. She's <laughs> like, talking to the cat is Elvis. <laughs> But yeah, it's hard to shake that sometimes. The things we would edit out. I mean, we edit for for time. I try not to edit, you know, because I don't want to kill improv. I mean, it is obviously it's not true improv because we are editing. We don't do it live, live. We're not. There's a studio audience and or anything like that. We don't truly take a suggestion, although it's just like doing. You know, you have a monologist and then you just improv based on that. 
the things I would pull back, especially in the first season, Hamburger James, mm. you have a phrase that you say that I love, and I know it's been cut out a number of times, where Elvis refers to Hamburger James. <laughs> what? <laughs> Touched by the sweet lord. <laughs> by the, touched by the hand of the sweet lord. <laughs> touched by the hand of the sweet lord. I love it. That was another thing that weirded me out was the relationship with Elvis and his mother. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's and we kept a lot of stuff out. Yeah, we were kind. In yeah, that we were because we we told a lot of stuff in the monologue, but then I think yeah. just as a general discussion to give everybody yeah. background. We got deep into it. Well, then. yeah, because and that's the thing. A lot of times after we do the monologue, um, we'll go a little deeper. It's not recorded where um, we get more specific on stuff, and that's not recorded. It, a lot of times it doesn't even reflect in the podcast anyhow. It doesn't show I, up. The one thing that we did in that episode, which was a little weird, was his brother, <laughs> Jesse Garen. That, that's a big thing on BuzzFeed now. Every once in a while, you get the listicles or something that pop up. It's like people who are twins that you don't know. And then you read about these celebrities, and you're like, oh, I didn't know this person had a twin. That's amazing. Yeah, because he consumed them during birth cycle. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't really count. He ate <laughs> Like, you know. Goddamn, baby Elvis is hungry. But he just <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're not implying Elvis ate his brother, right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> utero. Like, on the way out. Like that. Yeah, like, not absorbed him and then count that. <laughs> but that was Elvis's thing is because yeah. his brother died, he felt like oh, yeah. he was living for two people. No. Was it? He, he Wait, talked to his out. brother or he Bro- thought he talked? He was. He talked to his brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, aloud in front of other people? I don't know about in front of people, but his people were always around so people would hear it. Getting back to like episodes and stuff. That's an episode I think after we were done recording, I, I emailed you when we recorded the Priscilla episode in season one. Where I thought there was going to be nothing that we could use because we oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah. felt icky yeah. doing that episode. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. There were times where we were recording that, especially like the dinner scene, where we just kind of all stopped. Like, this is going to maybe get into some. But it still has one of the greatest shit. things I feel like we've done, which was in the tank. But was, when I heard it, it was great. But I was just like, I don't know if we're gonna. How much like, of that do you, did made it to the episode? I don't remember because it was so long ago yeah. too. But uh, I mean, it, it made it, a lot of it made it in. That one was hard to find a button at the end was. to wrap it up. I think Priscilla was what? Was she was fourteen? Thirteen? Yeah, she was fourteen. Fourteen. We were trying to be <laughs> Do, very careful about. Yeah. Do, How we, old was he? Oh, he was in the 20s, military. Yeah. Yeah. No. Basically, what had happened was he stayed with the family, and he was more or less promised to her. Yeah. And then when he went back stateside, that's when he met Anne Margaret and mm-hmm. he was in love with Anne Margaret. And yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Had they not had this arrangement, there's a very good chance they he and Anne Margaret would have been married. Which Anne Margaret would have got him away from the colonel. Yeah, that's I was, why I was the just going to say he would have hated Anne Margaret. It, it, it was yeah. it's a very similar if you know the story oh, of Brian Wilson, there's a very similar um what was the name of Brian Wilson's? Uh, Murray Wilson. No, no, no. no. His enabler, oh, oh, the, the guru guy. Oh, oh, oh uh, Gene Landy. Is that right? Yeah, Eugene yeah, Landy. Eugene yeah, Landy. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Yeah. Eugene Levy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Eugene, Eugene Levy. She's a fish! <laughs> How are ya? <laughs> when, when Elvis and Marty are fighting, because Marty, it's the golden toilet bit. Oh, in, Christ. Uh, is that Scatter? I think it is Scatter, isn't it? It's the first episode, yeah. right? Do you remember this? No. Where, where it's where Marty is doing his rock star voice, and then Elvis gets pissed off and is like, "What the fuck is that supposed to be me?" I don't think any of this made it into the episode. No, we did not. Yeah, but no, it was I just because it was it was it it was too many weird non sequiturs and stuff. But the two of you guys fighting, and it was. Do you remember the gold toilet? Yeah. yeah, it was that. It was yeah. it was about the clogged gold toilet, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just remember you doing an Elvis. You doing Elvis now? Made me think of it, and then Elvis got pissed off. I don't. I just it cracked me up. This is a good point if I can find it to plop it in. End scene. I think that was pretty good. God damn, I was boring, boys. What you, I thought we got the part. Man, Jesus there Christ! There was no man. conflict in that. No I man. Feel any, like... any want. Oh well, let's hear you do it better, Vincent Price. Uh, King, you want? Let, let's uh, uh, sure. Let's let's throw some stuff right, together. So, so you are the plumber, okay. and you have come to my home, and I am a famous icon of rock music. Oh, well, it's a bit of a stretch, yeah. but uh, all right, maybe I'll just channel my inner seventeen-year-old uh, truck driving self. Wait, King, before before we do this, can you just lower your pants a little bit? We want to see some of that crack, huh? That's kind of disrespectful and sort of embarrassing, man. 
I'm not going to do that. God damn, you just pretend. Look, I I don't want to go against Marty or anything. If he's method king, I mean, that's his technique, I think. That's true, man. I guess uh, walk it like you talk it, man. All right, man, let's just do it. All right, what do you got? I'm going to hear it. Ding dong. Hey, I heard you got some bad plumbings. I'm going to fix it up for you, huh? I I haven't opened the door yet. Well, fucking that was my cue to... open the door first. Hey, you know how I like to just jump the gun on things? Look, here's the thing. If he's a plumber, he's got other appointments. And, like, I feel the plumber gets a bad rap getting there late and stuff. He's in a rush. Yeah, maybe it's a weekend, man. He's a plumber in a rush. That's your your motivation. All right, all right. Here we go. You might want to work scatter into the scene as, like, uh... Oh, he's my assistant? All right, let's do this again. Ding dong. Hey, uh... I'm here to fix your plumbings. Open my door. I'm in a rush. Oh, hello. Oh, Christ, man. Are you the plumber here to fix my toilet? Wait, you're you're supposed to be a big rock and roll star? Were you a rock and roll star in what? Assholeville? Is that what you're a rock and roll star? Because I'm not buying it, man. I think he means New York. Y- yeah, you goddamn right. I mean New York. You must be the plumber here with your monkey wrench to fix my Toilet. Man, you didn't tell me I was at Pat Boone's house. Come on, you're supposed to be a rock and roller, man. Oh, I'll give you some oh, pointers. Okay, now he has to loosen right. up. Don't talk so much. Uh-huh. And uh, just be like, hey, man. Yeah, man, my toilet's got a, a thing-a-ding going on, and I need you to go uh, fix that stuff out, man. It's I flat, think... and I need it to soar or something. Oh, well, uh, I, I appreciate that direction, and I'm going to take it. Okay, so here we go. Ready? Uh-huh. Hey, man, uh... why don't you come on in here? My, my toilet's got a bit of a... A little bit of a shitter stopped up. That's, that's better, man. Uh... Oh, yeah, your shitter's full, man. Man. Uh, shitter's not full. It's not full? What is, what is it not doing its thing? Why don't you come on in and uh, shimmy up to the bathroom and uh, take All right, let me grab my monkey wrench. It's not a... Uh, uh, walking upstairs. There we go, man. Gold-plated toilets upstairs. Oh, that's classic. This looks like a beautiful toilet. What is its problem? It's it's gold on the outside and a little um, brown on the inside. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's nice, maybe. Is this like gold-plated or is this real gold? Is this authentic gold? No, it's gold on the outside and, uh, you know... Brown. Porcelain... porcelain Brown, brown porcelain body gold gold fleck you got shit stuck in it is that what you're trying to tell me yeah if you you know i tried to try to goddamn boy just tell me man see my, my toilet's clogged up with shit man i need you to unclog it i, need, like, I, I do i need you to unclog the toilet because uh, I, I took a gigantic i had some asian boy yesterday you you had some asian boy I, uh, you ate an asian child or you had sex with them because i'm not cool with either of those scenarios but whatever one of them is less disturbing than yeah the, actually i'm uh i'm gonna be eight of my bit kind of less freaked out to be honest with you Speaking of assholes, you're all assholes. <laughs> the first episode, that's, that's, yeah, that's my favorite line first ever. episode of the second season, the thing that cracks me up the most is <laughs> is Lou <laughs> when Sammy Davis Jr. appears and starts trying to piss in people's eyes. <laughs> and he just yells, "Lou's it. abject horror!" Just yelling, "Hydra!" <laughs> <laughs> he does, but it's off mic. You just hear, "Hydra!" Yeah. <laughs> I just I appreciate anybody listening to the podcast. It's a labor of love. Um, it's a lot of work that goes into it. Even after we're done recording, obviously Matt has a lot of music he has to write. Lou and I have a lot of bribery we have to do to get it mentioned on other podcasts <laughs> accidentally. Podcasts that may or may not rhyme with minstrel pimps. Do you think pistol and minstrel rhyme? <laughs> In his mind, they do. Sure, and I'm not the songwriter here. <laughs> Fair enough. If you were Bobby Brown, that would rhyme. That counts. Yeah. That counts yeah. as a rhyme. Steve right. Miller would have found that fine, too. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, well, no, I, I'm very grateful. Uh, th- that's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for anybody who listens to this, uh, anybody who shares it, anybody who tells somebody else to listen to it. Uh, I know a couple different people contact me after episodes go up every single time, and it's very, very cool, and I very much appreciate it. So Lou is in a band called Special Delivery. Because I'm a... Mailman. Lou the Mailman. <laughs> and special. Brendan is a curator at uh, the Colonial Theater in Brilliant. Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. He was once in a band called the Ukes of Earl. Yes. Which we're, were on hiatus. It's a seven-year hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> we still talk about doing something. Do you? Yeah. You should. Jim is my oldest friend. We met in the first grade. Oh, yes. 85. Uh, if you say I so. I think it was 80, 85. We played A team all the time. He always let me be face, and he was always Hannibal Smith. Hannibal Smith, Smith. yeah. So. Uh, oh, you're such a Murdoch, though. You know, wild card. Wait, yeah. you wanted to be face? 
Who would want to be Face? Uh, when I was a kid, Face was the fucking, like, he was the pretty boy. I was like, a fucking He I is like, the only guy in all of the A-teams ever to actually get shot with a gun. Everybody was a bad <laughs> shot. Nobody ever got shot. It was always like everybody got, everybody missed no matter what. But there was that scene in the entire restaurant where Face actually gets shot. Which is one of my favorite episodes because when Hannibal calls the restaurant and talks to an Italian dude, he's like, a squingini, a fredo. And the guy goes, I don't know, he's speaking Italian. <laughs> Great. So that's what that Billy Joel song's based on? Absolutely. Probably. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What, pressure? <laughs> Jim does professional voiceover work. You yeah. can hire him. Reach him through the podcast. Or voiceofjim.com. How's that for a shameless plug? Nice with the voice. <laughs> also a fine actor. Oh, thank you. Steve and I do comedy sports together, and we also have a podcast that may be coming out around the time of this episode called Punch Up. Yeah, we do a storyteller podcast where we got one person in the chair telling a story, the and then seat. there's uh, in the hot seat, and then there's a panel of three sort of guest writers punching up the story, basically oh, oh, chiming cool. in, slamming you, you know, and trying to derail you almost, derail you almost hmm. and you just kind of got to keep it on track. Adam, I know through a thousand theater projects. Uh, we have a web series that will never be made. I was just going to say, well, I was in a play, that, a musical that you wrote. That's true. As was I. That's right. You and Matt were. That's right. That's right. Joe Trainer wrote it. I, I wrote the book. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, let's, he he let's did all the heavy lifting. Matt Castorino, one half, eh, maybe, a maybe a third of <laughs> Hot Breakfast. Hot Breakfast. Hot Breakfast. Thank you. <laughs> what do you got going on, Matt? A hot breakfast. Also, uh, have have written a few plays that some of you people have been kind enough to be in, which was very. I thank you for that. Also, uh, do a lot of songwriting. Oh, I'm going to have a show of which I wrote the music will be at a New York Fringe Festival in nice. August. Oh, very nice. I would really love to know the dates so I can plan my August. Uh, you, oh yeah, so it was in there last August. You're saying. What? Yeah, because it's Thanksgiving. This is November. Oh, hey, it sure went well. That's why I'm wearing yeah. his pilgrim costume. We kicked some out. Man. Lou's, Lou's either an Indian or he's dressed like one of the village people. <laughs> Did not expect for Lin-Manuel to show up, but it was a great uh, it was a great time. But Matt, at this time, uh, you'll be closing in on the uh, 200 Days of uh, Christmas uh, songs. Oh, that's true. It's nice. true. If you are insane about Christmas, as uh, my friend uh, Kervin Regan and I... Um, Kervin? Carbon. Carbon, yeah. Uh, uh, follow uh, either on the Facebooks or on the Twitters, uh, 200 Days of Christmas, and uh, we'll, we'll be putting up a new Christmas song a day. Every day until Christmas Eve. We have been doing it all summer, too, so you've missed it if you haven't caught on until now. I'm sure everybody's doing that. Absolutely. It's thing to do. Who doesn't want Christmas song in July? That's not annoying at all. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, you will have a new episode in one month's time. And possibly, well, not possibly, a new president in a couple days' time. Holy shit. <laughs> King, I think you should run for president. Well, man, I think I should too, man. But what party do I run with? I mean, the part of me, the Southern man, I should be a Democrat, right? A Dixiecrat. You know, yeah. A Dixiecrat, exactly. Dixiecrats. But uh, I met Nixon, and I, I, I kind of bonded with him, so I'm a Republican. I don't know what party. Or do I create a third party? Well, we put a patch of hair on top of your bloody Peter, and we, we could call you wig again. American. You, just call it No, American. I was saying I was American. <laughs> you know what I think you should do, King? I think you should run on a new, a totally new party. Because the way the country's going right now, people, uh, they just, they're like, they're voting blindly, and that's what you should be. You should be a blind ticket sort of item. Like the Pepsi Challenge. People, they blindfold themselves. They won't be able to see. They cannot see what they're voting for. Yeah, I mean, how do they determine? What, is they going to cup my balls or something and decide who's got a bigger set? They're like, oh, I like number three, and that's how you determine? Like, we I don't get this. Like, what? bands. Yeah. I, not thank God someone actually heard it. <laughs> I couldn't believe you're still going to go with Pepsi. When I said you'd be in the Nazi party. Oh, God damn, man. I didn't hear that. Well, how about instead of a president? I mean, I'm the king. Why don't we just go back to that whole uh, system? Yeah, you're, oh. we should go back to the feudal system. Well, son, how can you be a king if I'm still alive? Well, I mean... Uh, he does have a point. Yeah. yeah Wouldn't well, it be me who's the king? You'd be a prince. No, man, that's... That's a catchy name for a pop star, Prince. Prince it is, man. Maybe my son one day, Purple so Dick. If Vernon's alive, then you yeah. must be the artist formerly known as no, King. No, man, I am the King. Vernon is like, there's been times where you've, you've bumped over somebody, right? Because they're not qualified to be King. Well, it's like, they're in line, but then you just like, this guy's a 
this guy's a right asshole. We can't put him up in charge. That's kind of like you, Daddy. Should we at least give your daddy a title? Well, I gave him a couple titles. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's anything you'd be proud of. Well, maybe he could run things while you're taking a nap. What's it called when you kill a king? Uh, regicide. Regis. Matricide. Is it matricide or regis? Regicide. Regicide. Regis. 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 Philbin. Regis. Regis. Regis Philbin. We're going to call of March. Hey, Vernon, your name's Regis now. Okay, somebody call me Regis. Well, you hey. can call me Regis, but you can call me, you know, Johnson. But Come on, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> you bet your sweet pippy. There's another goddamn reference that nobody uh, under 40 is going to get and listen to this podcast. Nope. No. Sock it to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, King, I, I know you're, you're probably pretty sleepy, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want this Thanksgiving to go by without having a nice meal. So I jammed all your pills inside this turkey leg. Goddamn, man. You are a good thinker there, Raider Sonny. I try to do my best in, uh. Goddamn, I love I that. Mean, Gentlemen, I hate to interrupt you, but i uh, looking in my pill supply here, and I notice I'm a little bit low that the reds and greens and clears are now missing, and uh, perhaps down and short a couple blues and purples. Well, yeah, Christmas is coming up, so you got to eat up all the reds and greens. And I threw away the clears, so I thought they weren't real. You do know what happens when the, the king eats the reds and the greens together, don't you? A hit song? In a way, yes. Uh, looks like it's starting to happen now. Is king, what do you got, a mustache? Sunglasses are getting darker as we speak. Turning red, his suit's turning all white, although it's... Frosty snowman oh. has dollars. No cure for this. With a corn cob pipe and a button. No Told you. Hit song. That's catchy. Well, really, the... Oh! Shit! And that scene just... the end of the end So take it with some salt and a grain of sand Have a fried banana sandwich and listen to Elvis Ain't Elvis Ain't Elvis Ain't Where the Elvis Ain't Woo! Take it, boy 